And so I scaled my business to six figures, left my job, and now this is what I do full time. And I want to be able to empower other women to show them how they can build a sustainable business too. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Hired Up podcast. Today, I am joined by Amanda. I'm so excited to talk to you. Amanda is the founder of Dallas Girl Gang. Um, If you're in Dallas, you absolutely know who this group is. I'm a huge fan of Dallas Girl Gang. So super excited to talk to you and kind of hear your story. It's going to be so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So kind of Take me through how Dallas Girl Gang got started. Yeah. Because I don't think I know this story. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Um, I think I did my best to summarize the story on our a very early episode of our podcast. But essentially, I grew up in Texas in, Dal- in the North Dallas area. And then I went away to college, came back, and had like no network you know, to kind of go from. And so... Um, I started networking at different events around Dallas that you find by Googling or on Eventbrite or social media. And I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. And I would meet a few people and click with some people and it was super fun. But there wasn't this one group that I could always like land in, you know, like, oh, this is the place to go. You know, it was either like this group is for bloggers or this group is for moms or this is for real estate people and so I really wanted to create something that was just for everybody right um keep in mind I didn't have like these massive plans to do anything so I just started a Facebook group nothing original nothing unique about that or special but I just started a Facebook group um I found an idea on Pinterest and so I was like that would be cute and I called it Dallas Girl Gang um and now almost four years later we are serving like something upwards of 50,000 women across the world now across the world with our podcast and our our platforms especially like in 2020 everything went virtual and so we can reach anybody you know um I was like looking through some of our data the other day and especially on my personal brand only 30% of people that are following along on my personal brand are even from Texas. And so over the years, it's just become this platform, which I'm so happy about that we're able to impact yeah. women everywhere. So I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah. Um, that it's, which is great. It's great yeah. news, but it's worldwide. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's super exciting. So to back it up, you said that you found the name from Pinterest. Is that I w- where you got yeah. the idea from? That's crazy. <laughs> I was like messing around and just like looking at different images for something like I don't know. I think I I got I started getting ideas of like, oh, well, I want to host an event or like bring people together. And then I saw a picture that was like, I don't know, some neon sign that said support your local girl gang or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, that would be really cute. And so I kind of researched. and I was like, no one has this name. You know, of course, people are using the phrase girl gang, but it was 2017, you know, and I was like, no one has created a Dallas girl gang. Like, I'm going to snatch that up real quick and I'll do it myself. (laughs) So So did you trademark it immediately? So, no. Um, One thing about trademarks is trademarking something that's like geographical is difficult and doesn't necessarily make sense. So what we did trademark was our motto and our trademark now, which is you can sit with us. I love that, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Um, Honestly, like if I ever got a tattoo, it would probably have to do with that or it would be that phrase. Um, that would be so cute. Yeah, it would be super fun. Um, and that's like that's been like the purpose from, from the get-go is yeah. in why I thought of that phrase. Obviously, it comes the from Mean Girls, but yeah. Yeah. So in 2017 is whenever you started Dallas yeah. Girl Gang. When was it like, okay, this is kind of big. This is taking off. So, you know, this whole time I was a, a full-time teacher, yeah. you know, I taught elementary music and that's crazy. It was yeah. wild. Um, and I loved teaching for a while. Um, I think there was a moment where all of a sudden we had like a thousand people in our Facebook group. And to me, that was like, hold on, where, are, I don't know a thousand people, right. <laughs> like where are all these people coming from? And so also previously, like Facebook didn't have the um, 
the capability of like, you know, when you join a group, you have to answer those three questions. Right. And then you get approved. If it's Mm -hmm. a group that does that. Uh, Back then, when I first started the group, I don't think that feature existed. And so once it did, we implemented like one of our questions used to be, how did you find us? Actually, I think it is still one of our questions. And people were saying, my friend at work told me about your Facebook group or like, I was in the grocery store and someone had a t-shirt of yours on or, you know, someone tagged me or my friends just added me to this group and said I need to be a part of it, you know? And so we were hearing that. And so what I, what I deducted from that was like, people are spreading this like wildfire. Um, Yeah. That's how I found the group. Really? Yeah. I think it was a friend who from work. I can't even remember. I think it was just like a friend of mine and she's like, maybe I was even talking about like a networking group or something like that. Um, and she said, well, have you heard of Dallas Girl Gang? I was like, no. no. And she's like, you should um, yeah. join. And I think that's how I heard of it. And that's what I love. And that's kind of what I hoped and set out to do was have something that other people would want to tell other friends or women about, right. you know? Um and we don't have to go too much into this, but my, a little bit of my backstory is like I grew up in church and I yeah. grew up going to events and functions. And when the doors were open, we were there. Yeah. And so um, I think that type of like atmosphere and community was always ingrained in me. And, you know, like growing up, it was like, bring your friends to church and like, well, you know, go to camp right. and whatever. And it was yeah. like, great. And I wanted that a little bit of that feeling mm-hmm. in a community because also the the whole basis of it was along, going along with our motto, you can sit with us, is as women and as adults, it's like we're in kindergarten on the playground again. <laughs> we're like, um, well, how do I make friends? Exactly. Hi, like. I like your hair. What's your name? Do you want to be my friend? Like, how do you approach that? And so um, I wanted to kind of take all of the awkwardness out of it, but like create a space that people wanted to bring their friends into. Right. I love that. And especially too, like I think about whenever I graduated college, I was Mm -hmm. in Austin and I moved Mm -hmm. back to Dallas and I'm from Rockwall. Mm -hmm. So I've never like lived in Dallas proper. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was kind of like, learning the city all over I hadn't either yeah yeah and I was trying to find my group my Mm -hmm. girl gang you know and I similar to you I was going to networking events and stuff like that but I didn't feel like I had any one place I could kind of go back to yeah so I really love that and that's what I love yeah yeah um so is Dallas girl gang ran just by you or do you have other people I have a team um and things have looked different in the last several years so Uh, again, like I said, I was, I was teaching full time. Once we started really hosting a lot of events, that was like the biggest thing that we, we still do, but they're all virtual right now. Uh, we will start taking and doing more in-person events just like as a trial in Mm -hmm. April. Like we're going to start by, we'll go to HG supply on Greenville at the rooftop outside spaced out. So People are dying to get back in person. And that's the thing that we do the absolute best is like bring people together and like help them foster friendships and relationships. And so, um, but so early on, um, I was like getting to the event and I would pack all the stuff, all the supplies, decorations, everything I would set up, probably like be a sweaty mess (laughs) and then have to clean myself up change into a cute outfit look cute like make sure our photographer was like ready to go and then probably and then be the host or if it was like a speaking panel i was probably moderating the conversation yeah and then i would be tearing down and i would be doing everything oh my gosh that's so much work for one person (laughs) and then it would be like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock and I'd go home, go to bed, and then I would have to teach at 7 in the morning. So wow. I was like, mm, I need help. But, like, I, I wasn't making hiring money, you know, at that right. point with the with the business. And I didn't even know at, in 2017 and even into early 2018, like, what was happening, right? And right. this was turning into a business. Um, and so I found interns. 
at UNT, UTD. Um, I found them in our Facebook group. I found them on Indeed. And some of them were unpaid for a long time and they yeah. wanted the experience and they wanted to volunteer. Um, and then some of those roles, roles turned into paid, like hourly you know, employees, uh, contractors. And then I brought it, you know, I would bring in seasonal interns, like summer interns was a huge thing. Summer was a big season for us. Um, and then when 2020 and the pandemic things really changed. And so I didn't need all of these event interns anymore. And some of them went back to school and their lives were different. And, and so my team now is four women, one of which lives in Texas. Everybody works remotely. Um, So my right-hand girl is in Canada, for example. And then our podcast editor is um, up north as well. Um, Our social media manager is in Minnesota. What? That is crazy. (laughs) Our copywriter lives in Waco, you know. And so it's super exciting because we've all been through building the business through the pandemic together Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and learning how to work remotely and communicate with a remote team whom, and this is weird, I've never met any of them in person, right? Isn't and that so, wild? And, and hopefully I will, you know, especially like when we have our conference in October. But it is going to be getting to the point where once we host more in-person events, I will need to bring those local people back in right. to assist with the, the production of those events. So. So I'm glad you brought up the events. Um, when when did you kind of start saying, I want to do events? I want this to be more than just an online community. I want to kind yeah. of branch out and bring people together. Yeah. I mean, from day one. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. So in the early, early days, yeah. we would just, I mean, I just wanted to see what people wanted. And so I would say, hey, it sounds like you guys want to go to brunch. I'll make a reservation at whatever like the henry well the henry didn't exist then but like the henry for example um and i'll make a reservation for 20 like everybody pay for yourself and we'll meet at 10 a.m on saturday blah blah blah. and we would just do it really informally um and what i found was people have to have a little skin in the game to show up and so then i would charge for it it would basically just cover the cost of your food and you know the event or whatever um and I just kept asking people what they wanted. So did you start gaining interest by just like going on the Facebook group and saying, hey, guys, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Would you mm-hmm. be interested? Mm-hmm. And That's I think, awesome. too, I, I watched the conversation that people were having. Um, we used to have a theme for every day, <laughs> which is like oh a lot now because <laughs> um, there are like 24,000 people in the group now. Yeah, but I was about to say. Um, we used to have a day like an, a theme for every day, Motivation Monday, something Tuesday, and Work It Wednesday is the only thing we've kept. Yes, right? I've noticed that, and I've even participated in yeah. Work It Wednesday. And so Work It Wednesday is like, we want you guys to be able to share what you have going on, if you're looking for a job, if you're hiring, if you run a business, if you want to share your social media, this is the one post a week that you can always go to. to and what's cool that. is like, those still live on like there's still posts from like weeks and months ago that still get resurfaced yeah um and people can go in there and they know that's the place they can go and look for kind of like a listing um and so that's what we kept but i kept watching these conversations happening in the comments uh, when we had way less people and i could do that um and they wanted to meet up they wanted to go get drinks they wanted to go uh, to Katie Trail, they wanted to go to White Rock Lake, you know, and so I just was like, I would put it out to the group after seeing the conversation and saying, "Hey, we're gonna have an event. Let's do this and see how it went." And the more structure we put into it, the more people bought into it, and and we just made it a habit and made right. it consistent, and everybody knew. Dallas Girl Gang has consistent events. I can always count on looking at their calendar or going to their social media or their Facebook group and seeing what's going on. So it sounds like it kind of became this like meetup group, like where you could go to brunch or you can meet some other girls and just kind of hang out. I I think, yeah. And, and, you know, we really took it to the next level, especially like I said, after I heard, after I started hosting some things and very informally and, there's this amazing meetup component of the group where people can take ownership of like 
I know there's even some like little subgroups of like they have a group message in Facebook Messenger. Oh my gosh, from like, the Dallas girls. These thing? little like groups, like there is like a hiking group and then there's like a brunch group or whatever. No way. And so that's what's really cool is people have started to take it into their own hands. But we really wanted to like level up and be like, we're a fully functioning now, like digital and in person platform. Mm-hmm that brings women together online and in person. And that's what I wanted from day one. Um, And so really now, especially since 2018, 2019, we want to do well-produced events, right? So that's been my my big goal too. So what was your first like really big event where it was like production, you were setting up and everything like that? Um, I would say at the time it wasn't big, but it felt big to me. in 2018 we hosted our first conference um and really that day it was just like a few hours on one night Mm -hmm. but it turned into like the next year it was a two-day conference and then 2020 it was a virtual all-day conference 2021 here it'll be an all-day in-person conference in october fingers crossed yes um if we're not back by october I don't know. I'll just, I'll move on. But, and so, um, for in 2018, it was called the fearless conference. Um, okay. Yes. I remember this. I remember seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. Come to find out. They have events (laughs) like this. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, come to find out it, someone has that trademarked and someone does a fearless conference. Um, and so we, we had to change, uh, I believe it's up North somewhere. Um, I don't remember where she's from, but she's been doing it for a long time. And she's like, okay. has a well-established business for like the past 10 years. Gotcha. So we had to change the name. It wasn't a huge deal. Um, so now it's called the Boss Vision Conference. And it's really focused towards our female entrepreneurs. Right. Um, and so 2018, we hosted like um, a keynote speaker and then a panel of other of business owners, which was so fun. And we had like drinks and food and like a photo backdrop and networking time and experience. And, um, it was just so much fun. It is my most favorite thing to bring a bunch of women who have like the same energy into one space together. Right. Cause I'm a very extroverted person. And so I feed off of like everybody else's energy and I'm like, this is my let's jam. Go. Like yes, um, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> and so it was so much fun. I was like, "This we're gonna do this every year." And so that was in July of 2018. Towards the end of the year in 2018, I was like, "I think it's time to start a podcast." So we started the Girl Gang podcast uh, in 2018, and then 2019 was like double the size, double the production. We had it at a hotel. It was. Uh, at like two days but it was like a day and a half like a Friday night and an all day Saturday breakout sessions like dozens and dozens of speakers amazing sponsors the whole shebang Um, my most favorite thing that we got to do was bring Jacqueline Johnson in from Create and Cultivate she's absolutely incredible oh my gosh Um, definitely one of the people that like I would say is like a mentor from afar Um, and her and I got to spend a little bit of time together which was really great Um, and then it was it was so awesome we got so much good feedback and i knew exactly how i wanted to grow and what 2020 would look like and then it was like oh can i cuss is that okay yes, it's like oh okay. shit like this is not gonna happen this yeah. year and so everybody was amazing and really patient and flexible and gracious and so taking that virtually in 2020 was awesome and I will say just as much work. I was about to say <laughs> as was in person. It, uh, the work level, you know, because I guess you would oh have gosh. to have a lot of production on the back end that people mm-hmm. probably don't see because Mm-mm. you need to make sure your streaming is right and, it's and your not website works. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. Prepared for it that. was. Would you say it was yeah. as nerve wracking as your in person, or which one would you say is more? Or are they both equally kind of nerve-wracking, stressful? Or I, I wouldn't say fun? nerve-wracking is maybe the word, but, like, it was it was a little bit more stressful on the digital side of things because yeah. technology is amazing, but it's, like, not 100%, like, reliable. on and reliable mm-hmm. every single day, 24-7. And so you never knew if, like, you know, oh, my gosh, our keynote speaker's computer is not working 
Right. And she can't get on her session. We actually had that happen with one of our panelists. And, um, like, her connection wherever she was just was, like, not working. And she couldn't join the panel. And on the back end, like, we kept trying and trying and trying. And then she it just missed it, you know, which was okay. And, like, stuff happens. And yeah. so – but it was – my team did an amazing job, like building the website, building the tech side of things, marketing completely online, and then the speakers just did a great job too. Um, and it worked. So I kind of want to talk about your team for a little bit because you said yeah. you have a content writer, um, mm-hmm. website person, it sounds ah. like. How did you find all those people? Like when did you say, I need a content writer, mm-hmm. I need someone to help me with my website mm-hmm. and all of those kind of people. Yeah. Well, and at the end of 2019, things were like really picking up. And I was like, and and I was well past the point of realizing this was a business. Like Mm -hmm. this was a business. I was making money and very close to like matching my teacher salary at that point. Were you still teaching at this point? No way. I didn't leave teaching until December of 2020. What? And That's which a few we can, ago. I know. That's <laughs> which crazy. we can talk about. Yeah. Um, so 2019, I was like, I had had these interns helping with events and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I really took a moment to look, especially with a mentor of mine, um, Dr. Courtney Baker. Um, she was like, okay, how do you want to scale? What, how do you want to keep, you know, um, increasing your revenue? And one thing I had seen was people were starting to ask me, like, the classic question, hey, can I pick your brain? I have a business. I want to learn how to grow. How did you do this? Well, I can't do that for everybody. And although I would love to and love to sit down and have coffee with every single person that asks, I started to think about, do I want to mentor people? Do I want to coach? Do I want to offer this as a, a paid service? And so at the end of 2019, I started taking on coaching clients so now to this day there's the dallas girl gang side of the business there's my personal brand side of the business where i coach female entrepreneurs who want to start or are scaling their business and so 2020 i added this whole or really end of 2019 added this whole other component to my workload and in order to scale there's a point at which you can make more money and your workload is going up but at some point if you don't get help like the money's going to go down because you're going to lose clients and you're going to be behind on stuff and so um i was like i need like a virtual assistant or something so i found a virtual assistant and she worked out for a while um eventually found someone else who now works for me and has been with me for like nine months now um who lives in canada um and I found, like, I found these, all of these people that are now working for me remotely, I found through referrals okay. or through putting out applications in, like, strategic Facebook groups where mm-hmm. I knew the type of person I wanted was going to be in that Facebook right. group. Or, um, again, listing the job on Indeed um, and knowing, like, exactly my budget and what I wanted to do and, like, what I need them to do. Right. Um, and I just looked at my workload and said, okay, these are all the things that I have to do and that have to involve me that I love doing. All this other stuff, don't enjoy doing it. Someone else could do it. I don't have to do it. It can be done by a different person. Let's hire it out. So exactly. Um, one of the first things I did was, like, our podcast. I was still editing every episode. I was wow. editing content. Lot. And I was doing everything. And so um, I was like, well, all I want to do is record the podcast and everybody else can do (laughs) all the other stuff. Um, And so, yeah, I found them through referrals. I found them online. And, you know, I have had a couple people that just didn't work out and weren't a great fit. But, you know, I think we're in a really good groove now. So, yeah. And funny you mentioned Indeed because here at Hired Up, we are a hiring app Mm -hmm. who competes with Indeed, but Mm -hmm. um, we're very different in the fact that we add a video component. Which I think is so amazing and helpful. Everyone that I talk to about this, everyone says the exact same thing because so we add a video component for candidates and companies. Mm -hmm. So companies can show a day in their life or for you example, you know, now that Hired Mm -hmm. Up is out. 
um, if you were hiring someone, you mm-hmm. can show a video of like, hey guys, this is my typical work day. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what I need help with. Mm-hmm. And then the candidate can go on and kind of see that. And it mm-hmm. gives total transparency. It's like yep. you're you're meeting them without meeting them, yep. uh, so to speak. And it can really kind of get a feel for them and get mm-hmm. a vibe for them. And then the candidate could respond in a video form. Mm-hmm. What's funny is when I interview people, I ask them to send me a video anyway. Really? Yeah. So you're ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. But which is now why I'm so glad that I know about Hired Up because like this is something I'm going to probably be using in the near future. I was just talking with my business coach and I was like, I feel like we're about to need to hire someone else, you know, Um, you know, we're, we have plans to like grow our membership and now Clubhouse is... And you're killing it on Clubhouse. Thank you. Yeah, I see. It seems like you know every week or every couple of days you're on there, which is mm-hmm. great. We host a weekly room on Wednesdays okay. at 10 a.m. Central. So I'm writing that down. Writing it down. Um, and it's always a different topic, different friends coming on to speak um, and hang out with us. But yeah, um, I always ask them to send a video to me, anyways, because I want to know like them just get a feel for them and how they speak and. Right. their mannerisms and how they talk about themselves and their qualifications before I even ask to get on a zoom interview with them, right. you know? So definitely yeah. it'd be super helpful. So you mentioned your mentor, um, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you kind of met with your mentor and she was like, Hey, if you want to really start growing this, if you want to start scaling this, you need to find people or a little bit, people. a little bit. Um, she found me at the end of, 2018 okay and she was in my facebook group and oh. she and just, she reached out to you mm-hmm, and she said is anybody like helping you and i was like no yeah. <laughs> i'm like, like all girl, alone what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> and um she said i really want to she was starting a coaching business she's been in business for decades and now her she has a multi multi-million dollar business across the country and so wow. but she's based here and um she really helped me look at the structure of like my time, my finances, how am I working, my content, the services I'm providing, my price points. I bet that the, was so helpful. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah. And the season that I had with her was super formative. And really, she helped me build the foundations of a solid business structure to be in business, be profitable and stay in business. And so, cause that's what I, what breaks my heart to see, you know, people, especially people that I see come through our own Facebook group is especially with 2020 and how it affected everybody. Not everybody stayed in business yeah. and that really sucks to see. Yeah. And so it was amazing to spend time with her fast forward to 2020 where I really like took things into my own hands and like just leaned in and worked and, continue to ask our audience what they needed and and tried to serve them as best as we could. And then 2020 hit and I was like, now I'm coaching more. I have dozens of coaching clients, you know, well, before that I, I knew I wanted to grow my coaching business. And I also knew I was at the point where I could have quit my teaching job, but my husband and I also wanted to be extra super safe and financially sound yeah like just to make sure every single duck was right. in a row if yeah. i had quit before the pandemic who knows what would have happened right and we were also trying to buy a new house yeah so we just wanted to have like everything well prepared and savings on savings on savings and so i found another coach her name is hannah and she is in new york and how did you find her instagram okay yeah Instagram literally is how I find almost everybody <laughs> um, for our podcast, for speakers, for Clubhouse, everything. And so um, we met and we aligned so much. And I've been with her since June of wow. last year. Um, and and so I scaled my business to six figures, left my job. And now this is what I do full time. And I want to be able to empower other women to show them how they can build a sustainable business too do you ever kind of sit back and think like or first of all do you have any like did you go to school for business at all like do you have no my degree is music education so i'm a teacher by trade right right? so i think teaching actually gives a lot of if you're a teacher or have any education background um you kind of have a leg up because i think being a teacher is just gives you so much more 
um, of a skill set, especially in a, in a space like coaching, than other people. Not that yeah. other people can't be successful. It's just being a teacher is just so helpful. Well, that's good to know because, like, the question I was about to ask, like, do you ever sit back and think, like, this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> I was a teacher and now I'm <laughs> building this empire of a community now i'm a business coach and entrepreneur like does yeah. that ever like just sink in with you like holy crap yeah. this is crazy <laughs> yeah. it is it's like wild you know when facebook like pops up like hey this on this day five years ago yeah, and you're like memories. oh my god yeah it's really crazy to think about how it's all happened and like i said at the beginning how i did not start a facebook group just so we could have thousands of people in it and you know i hadn't i didn't have intentions of like i want to make five hundred thousand dollars a year right. blah, blah, blah. you know it's I, like I i wanted a community for people. i wanted a community i wanted it for myself too yeah. <laughs> i yeah. was like um hello <laughs> i want friends too like yeah. i want to connect with people and um yeah sometimes it's like pretty cool and, and surreal especially now that i'm like working from home full time and I'm right. just like I do especially as a teacher too it's like I get to go pee when I want to <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's very nice like yeah. that is probably the number one thing that's is like so funny I don't have to wait till the kids are gone yeah. you know it's the it's little great. things that's so funny <laughs> and like through your life did you ever think like oh I want to be an entrepreneur or was it just like ever in the back of your head like I kind of have an itch for this or did mm. it really just kind of stem from this group and it was just like one thing after another I don't know that I always wanted to be like an entrepreneur. Um, there's not necessarily a ton of like business owners in my family. So it wasn't like something I was like aware of and like wasn't aware of that world. Um, though my dad has always been, he's like a data computer nerd. I don't exactly know what he does, (laughs) but he's always worked um, as a contractor for companies. Um, like, IBM and PepsiCo and like huge companies um and I guess as a kid I didn't realize like he's kind of an entrepreneur like he anyway but I always knew I wanted to impact a lot of people yeah I did know that yeah um and at the time whether it was like because growing up I was a musician right and I Mm -hmm. was a music teacher whether it was through music or teaching and I think it's been through everything you know um but my biggest thing was I always wanted to do big things and impact a lot of people um which is really cool that that's yeah kind of what I'm doing coming into fruition (laughs) right um so I kind of want to talk about your personal brand yeah um, because I feel like and maybe it's just me now tuning in, but I feel like your personal brand has really kind of taken off. Yeah. Um, when did you start making your personal brand a priority? Because I know you kind of spoke on um, when you kind of decided to be a business coach and a mm-hmm. mentor. When did that kind of come into play with Dallas Girl Gang? I think I would be. it would be like probably the end of 2019 when people had really been asking can you mentor me? Do you offer this as a service? But I hadn't fleshed that out yet. And I also did not have the time at that point. Um, I think especially, you know, I, I tested kind of behind the scenes with different types of coaching I could do, or like, do I want to just offer like one hour sessions? And I was like, that's not really super effective. One hour is not going to blow someone's mind or like change their world. Um, and so, developing a personal brand was like I didn't really know what else to do and that's when I found Hannah um my the coach that I've been working with um and so really dug into that in 2020 um from the very beginning of 2020 it was one of my biggest goals was develop my personal brand Mm -hmm. and make it a priority um and I've loved doing it because I have been I and still am like the face of Dallas Girl Gang, and I've right. always been behind that platform. Right. Um, but now it's really neat to have a team to take ownership of our purpose and our message, and in our content, in the events that we're doing, and our production and things like that, um, so that I can 
show up on my platform how I want to and when I want to. Right. Um, Which is so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. And especially now that there's, I mean, I never, when TikTok came out, I was like, I'm not getting out on another platform. I like, know, I know. I am too old for this. I'm, and I'm on TikTok, but I don't create on there very much ever. Yeah. But when Instagram introduced Reels, because they always copy other platforms. Um, we were just which talking is just about so, this. It's yes. petty. It's yes. fine. Whatever. Instagram, we still love you. We're, yeah. sl- we're a slave to you. So it's like, I guess we'll do this. But I loved Reels because it was already on the app I was using. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love making Reels because A, it's easy. B, it's so much more fun to show up that way. And it's so much more engaging. And yeah. video is one of the number one ways people are going to convert to customers or clients. And so I like that. I'm I love it down. Ooh, yeah. Write it down. Um, video is just so powerful. Um, and yeah, so and it's it just, been so fun. It offers a, like a look behind the scenes too, of mm-hmm. like your personality. And that's really why people buy from you and do yeah. business with you is because they see your personality, they trust you, mm-hmm. they find a commonality. So I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see here. How, what would be your best tips when coming to personal branding? Like if someone is just starting out Mm -hmm. and they're like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. (laughs) What would be like your top tips for them? Uh, I'm going to say one thing that you should probably not spend a lot of time doing. And that is, I think we all use Canva to like create graphics and stuff, right? It's amazing. Don't spend all this time sitting on Canva trying to create graphics and find your colors and your logo and blah, blah, blah. That is not 100% of your personal brand. Right. It's like right. a quarter of it, maybe. Find some colors. And look, look at the beginning, you're going to be DIYing this by yourself oh, for yeah. a while anyway. Like I always tell people that are newer to business or newer to like maybe they're starting a personal brand. If you think going and investing in a website or branding first thing is the way that you're going to get clients, then by all means go spend $4,000 on a website and you know, another couple on your branding or whatever. But if you don't have the foundations of like what you sell, (laughs) what you offer, what kind of process you go through, the client results that you get and how you want to serve people like your website and your branding are not going to align. And actually you're gonna have to go redo those later after you figure this other stuff out. So I would say being clear on what you do (laughs) and what you offer. I think that's like super basic, but sometimes when people come to me and, and they're starting out there and they say, what do you do? It might take them a full, a full two minutes to tell me what they do. Yeah. And that is, that's fine. Everybody starts somewhere, but like that shows me, you don't really know, you know, if you're like, well, it's hard to explain. Well, no, it's not, (laughs) you know, you can concisely say, like I always say, like I'm a business coach and I help female entrepreneurs start or scale their own business. Right. That's very simple. It's also common. I know there's other people that do what I do. Um, but I would say be clear and be as 100% authentic in yourself as you can be people smell production and flashiness from a mile away i feel like now more than ever too like yeah. people can spot it just mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and it's a turnoff and it's mm-hmm. obviously there's there's um value in like high quality photography and high quality video or whatever it might be that that's different i'm talking about pretending and and saying you're a high performing blah 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 when you don't even know what that means right <laughs> you just saw someone else said it and it sounds good like that looks good kind of right? sounds like what i'm going for right right and to your point about being clear i always say this too especially when it comes to branding if you're not clear on who you are and who your target uh, audience is, Mm -hmm. then they're not going to be clear on who you are either. Then you're just like talking to the abyss. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and so to your point about being authentic, how mm-hmm. are, what are some ways that you think people could be authentic and yeah. kind of show up as their true self? Yeah. Um, and I know like that's a super buzzword. I mean, I, our podcast episode that came out yesterday was literally about buzzwords that we're hearing in the entrepreneur space, That's like funny. community and hustle. And we should have put authentic in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean they're not valuable. It's just, let's use them in the right way. Right. And right. so, um, I think, oh my gosh, ask me your question again. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I was just asking, um, what are some tips or what are some ways that people can show up? Yes. Show up. Authentic. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, That's totally okay. Went off on this podcast. Andrea. Um, I think, you know, you can look at other people, and I think we all are. First of all, if you're consuming more content than you are creating, you need to step, take a step back. Right. Because all put you're going to do, down. put it down, <laughs> put the phone down, and no one gets hurt. Yeah. We're all going to be okay. Like, put it, put it down. What are you doing in your business, right? So if you're watching Sally Sue over here, do all these TikTok dances and go live and send all these like cool emails and they have a a bright and spunky website. That's what works for Sally. If you feel bad or if that sounds draining to you, or if you feel like that's going to be such a struggle and a draining of energy to do what she's doing, that's probably not even going to work for you. And so show up. And when I say that, I mean, in your marketing and how you're putting yourself out there and getting visible, show up how it feels good to you. As in, I'll just use myself as an example. I like to make Instagram reels, whether it's just me sitting here talking to a camera or dancing in my living living room to Dua Lipa, which I love. Love it. (laughs) Or, you know, now I'm including my husband in them because he's crazy. Oh my gosh. And everybody so loves cute. him. He's so, so cute. cute. I love him. Um, he So he shaves his head and he's bald. And his kids recently at school, they were like, his hair was growing out really long and uh-huh. he hadn't shaved it. And he was like, he said, my kids asked me if I got a haircut today. I said, your hair is really grown out. <laughs> he was like, they just don't know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was cute. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Anyway, he's been so fun. But that's what's fun to me. I know also that's easier to me. One of my biggest um, resistance points in all of my business has always been writing. Mm -hmm. I hate writing. Yeah. On paper, typing. I hate it. Any form. Any form. Yeah. It can be tedious too, and especially you can get caught up in like, What's the right words to say? What if, what's my oh caption? My what's a caption that's going to convert? What's a caption that's going to send people to my LinkedIn bio? You know, oh my gosh, you can really get caught up in it. If I ever write a book, I'm going to have like a stenographer <laughs> sitting there with me or like I'm going to do dictating voice to text. Yes. Like Evan does that all the time. Oh my God. Yep. I, I have to yeah. like and also this is why I'm a podcaster, not a writer. Anyway, I will never have a blog. If yeah. it is, if I if I ever come out with a blog, I'm telling you now, I didn't write it. Like <laughs> it probably say. came from my brain, but I didn't know write that it. it was not me. <laughs> know yeah. that it wasn't me. Um, so that's like been probably one of my biggest struggle points. And so I know for me, I'm not gonna be sitting here writing blog posts. Right. That's not how I want to show up. I like video. I like getting on my stories. I like showing people some behind the scenes of my life and my dog who sits on my desk because she's so small. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? She's a Havanese. Oh, so cute. cute. I love her. Um, You know, and I like people getting a feel for who I am as a person. Um, Also, we all love Instagram, but like we cannot rely on just Instagram or just Facebook. You know, I've been, I had, um, I have a mastermind that I'm doing right now and it's a lot of high level women who are scaling to six figures and beyond. And they're really in a, in a huge growth phase of their business. They've been in business for a while. This week was, um, all of their calls. Like we do one-on-one calls Mm -hmm. and then we do group calls. This week was like everybody's one-on-one. And I said this so many times. 
<laughs> I said it like seven times. I said, let's not put 80% of our time into Instagram and then 20% split into email marketing, Pinterest, Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn, blah, blah. Let's put 20% in each bucket and spread ourselves, not spread ourselves thin, but spread out our efforts right. so that we're showing up as much as possible, but in the most efficient way. All of the, like one piece of content can be repurposed on every one of those platforms. Absolutely. And there you go. Like Absolutely. it could be changed and, you know, shortened or made longer, whatever. Um, because inst- you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook. That's why I always tell everybody, like, if you have not started your email list, start it now. If it's confusing, just ask somebody, ask yeah. me, <laughs> I will like, help you. Yeah. I just want to help you. Yeah. Um, it's not as complicated as people think, and it doesn't have to be amazing. Right. Email marketing is so simple. You know, um, I like it because it's like, I get to just write, like I'm having coffee with a friend and I get to give conversational. them conversational. Yeah. And I get to give them value and support them right in their inbox, you know, And anyway, I have lots of thoughts about that, but well, and I think you're very right in that because I think a lot of people get tripped up. They think I have built my whole brand on Instagram. You know, I've, you know, built a following. What if it gets hacked? Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're screwed. So screwed. You're really effed. No, Instagram decides they want to take you down one day, you know, like, yeah, they can everything. Um, And I think so many people get kind of lost in this is where I built myself on Instagram. So this is where I want to put most of my effort when yeah. in fact you don't own your audience on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So building something like an email list mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah, it is. So the people that you mentor, the women mm-hmm. that you mentor, are they all, what's that kind of audience? Like, is it all female entrepreneurs? Yeah. I mean, I've yet to have a male client, um, which yeah. is fine. I've definitely had like men inquire, right. um, but yeah, most of them are are women-owned businesses. Um, I mean, all over the country, um, not just in Texas for sure. Um, and they're of all types of businesses, like photographers, makeup artists, virtual assistant. Um, I have a um, a girl right now who started a sticker company in her garage, and now she's like a multi-six-figure no business way. owner, like on her way to be making millions. Yeah. Like she should be in walmart you know like they're just they're incredible and the the type of people that i want to work with are people that are passionate about why they're doing what they're doing and that they want to make an impact too and and make money right (laughs) they want to be profitable but they also like care about people so that's a good thing that you brought up passion um Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people kind of struggle sometimes to find their passion yeah. whether they're in the job they have now and they're not super passionate about it or they want to find a job that they're passionate about or if they want to branch out and be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. what are some tips that you might have to help someone who is trying to find what they're passionate about yeah i mean my coach says this to me all the time i say this to my clients um what just like lights you up what like lights a fire under your ass that you're like i love doing this right you know my husband and i were talking about this the other day and growing up in like middle school i think um they had something called mini courses and he grew up in arkansas so i did not experience this because i grew up here but <laughs> yeah. they had something called mini courses and they could take this. like a lego class for like a six week period they could take a mountain biking class they could take take a camping class like all these really cool things and i was like well god texas what are you doing (laughs) this is crazy and so now he's a middle school teacher which is wild and so perfect (laughs) um but he was talking to his team on the english department and they were talking about the clubs they have at the school and he was like have you guys ever heard of mini courses and like one person said yes and he was like what if we offered these kids mini courses and he was like asking his his teammates like what would you want to teach they you know one one teacher was like well i could teach creative writing and he's like no 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 nothing about english nothing about what you have to do what would you want to teach and 
like one teacher loves like crime podcasts and she was yes. like i would want to talk about crime or like murder mysteries or something he's like awesome yeah and then one person was like i love gardening you know let's talk about gardening and so those are the things that like like what brings almost like the inner child in you out yes. like although i am not a dancer <laughs> at all <laughs> i love to just dance like my sister got married recently and it was the first wedding they had at the church that she works at and that's mm -hmm. where the wedding was and um like a big auditorium like that and we just like busted out amazing lights and amazing music and everybody was dancing and like that is so much fun to me and so that's not like a service I offer, right? But it's right. like, that's what lights me up and I want to be able to show my personality and, you know, how can that even be incorporated into what I do? And, you know, I also love gathering people together. I love groups of people. So I host events, right? right. And so if you're really struggling to find, like, ugh, what am I passionate about? What lights you up? You know, what's the stuff that you are so looking forward to doing, even if it has nothing to do with your job or what your degree is in, right? Right. Um, and I think that's like what our generation goes through a lot too. Like my husband's degree is in theology and Greek. And he's a what English teacher yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Um, very so. cool though. Yeah, very cool. He's very smart. Um, yeah, because I think too, like my sister personally, I think she's kind of going through this a little bit. And, yeah. you know, she's graduated college and she's kind of like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm just telling her, you know, just try something and see if you like it and see if that's even something that lights you up. Mm -hmm. But if we would have had something like those mini courses back then, right. I can't even imagine how much that would probably change yeah. the trajectory of yeah. her life or so many other people who are just kind of trying to find their passion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no harm in trying something right exactly you know? um and we were kind of talking about this the other day it, so many people aren't risk tolerant so even just yeah. taking the small risk of seeing if this opportunity is something mm -hmm. that i would even enjoy mm -hmm. i think people are kind of scared well i think especially now like people are scared to try something and fail because like you got to have money and pay your bills too. Right. Um, but sometimes like, I don't know if you're, if you're working on a job that you hate right now, maybe try something else on the side too. keep your job so you can pay your bills. And then as you figure it out, then go do something else. Right. You know, and you don't have to hate your life. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so I steal this question from another podcast that I absolutely love and I want to extend it to you. Sure. Um, what percentage of your success that you have grown to now is luck and just kind of being at the right place at the right time? And what percentage of it is talent or maybe it's a little bit of a mix of both? That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's I, a hard question. I think... I don't know. I think some people, not some people, some situations are set up that if you even try a little bit, like you're going to see some progression. But I think, I mean, I didn't go to school for business, but I also didn't think I had to go back to school for business just to start my own business. Exactly. That's like, a lot of bullshit, but yes, um, a lot that. of people think that, and you definitely can. Like, if you are just like all about the education, by all means, be my guest. Um, but that's not the only route, no, to creating your own business. I don't know as far as percentage. I think, I think that I definitely had to work really hard. Um, I was the kind of student in school that. I couldn't just like study a little bit and take a test and like get a B or an A. I had to work so hard to Same. retain information Same. and read and then study my notes and then like do the practice quiz and the practice test. And then maybe I got like an 89 or right. like a 92. You know, I was always like trying to be a high achiever. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I really had to dig my teeth in and teach myself a lot of stuff. Um, if I had to put a percentage on it, 70, 30. 
yeah. 70 was like maybe not even talent but just like not giving up and being yeah. resilient hard work hard work um and learning and being efficient and then maybe 30 percent was just there were and i think maybe the 30 percent of quote-unquote luck there was a hole in the market right yeah. there was a complete white space for this dallas girl gang mm-hmm. right um yeah and i definitely i mean i say it's been you know almost four years and scaled to blah blah, blah. it was not easy and right. tons of people have told me no tons of people have told me wow like your services are too expensive yeah, they, yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Of course. Who cares? Like, I mean, okay, next. The, fir- the first few were stung a little bit, but it's right. like, well, they don't know the value and they don't whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So um, people have said no a lot, especially, I mean, Dallas Girl Gang too, especially with our events, like it's built on sponsorships. Right. So when I'm, I pitch to hundreds and hundreds of companies every year, if I had hundreds of hundreds of companies saying yes, I'd be a millionaire by now. Yeah. Not everybody says yes. yes exactly. So, um, yeah. Um, with all that, what do you feel like has been your like biggest challenge mm-hmm. with maybe creating Dallas Girl Gang or moving into your mm-hmm. um, mentoring and mm-hmm. coaching? Like, what has been the biggest challenge, um, kind of like learning lesson for you? I think probably, this is going to sound really corny, but the balance of your life Mm -hmm. like i said a lot of moving plates going on all the time lots of moving plates and now there's two plates spinning at the same time right it's not just dallas groging anymore right in 2019 i had like a little come to jesus meeting with (laughs) my husband and i know i was working all the time Mm -hmm. i was gone at events not only hosting my own, but like going to networking events because I was still trying to like, like you said, get acclimated to the city and like I need to know people. Right. I need to have connections. Right. I need people to know my name, but I was still figuring out how to do that. Um, so it's gone all the time. And like my self-care, I was just talking. I had I interviewed someone on our podcast this morning um, who's a wellness practitioner and I said, I threw my self-care out the window when I realized I was like starting a business. And because I was like, I'm going to do what it takes to make money and get out of this crappy teaching job. And so I didn't take care of myself. I didn't balance my time. I just worked, worked, worked and kept chasing, you know, connections and, you know, sales and the next contract and an invoice I would send, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and balancing your your life and your family and your friends and especially if you have a spouse or a partner is super hard but it's about your priorities right at 100 percent um and when and you can't have a successful business if your life is falling apart exactly (laughs) or if you are you know chugging coffee and you would rather just have an IV in your body (laughs) and caffeine is making you crash all the time. Like you can't function like that. Um, And so that has been the biggest lesson I've learned is um, learning how to put systems in place to where, especially now that I do have a team, I could take a break and walk away and things could still run without me being there what a relieving feeling that must be (laughs) yeah and it's not perfect at all at all right um there's still things that like i'm learning that we see oh crap like that shouldn't have fallen through the cracks but like let's fix this for for next Mm -hmm. time um but yeah like you have to and i'm not saying like you can always be on a beach sipping uh, my ties my ties forever (laughs) and not lift a finger yeah like i don't believe in a four-hour work week like <laughs> we all work really hard exactly. <laughs> but um what has been the most rewarding thing out of your whole entire journey so far i th- ooh, this is hard now <laughs> it used to be one thing now it's probably i mean getting to quit my teaching job yeah like like i said i could probably could have done it earlier but i wanted to be really super double triple careful and and safe 
But the fact that because I there were people that told me that that was like dumb to do, and yeah. that was there's always gonna be naysayers. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that well, teaching is like so secure, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I hate myself. Like I right. well, not myself, but like I hate my life. Yeah, you know, this job sucks. Right. I will ne- like I probably will never go back to public education. Um, now, if I have to, sure, but you know, being able to make my own money and be my own boss and employ other people as well and then impact people with what I'm doing right and then quit my job <laughs> yeah so meaningful too yeah. that's awesome yeah well thank you so so thank much you. for coming on the podcast I know you have a super busy schedule so thank I appreciate you. it so much for you coming on um yeah. real quick where can yeah. people find you Instagram yeah. LinkedIn where where's the best places Instagram is at Amanda's in Dallas. Everything else is Dallas Girl Gang across all the platforms. Again, like I said, we started in Texas, but we are a global platform. Um, And Clubhouse is popping. So we just started a club on Clubhouse, which is super fun. The Girl Gang Community Club. Um, So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.